0: Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Riddler. Yo, what is up? We just got back from opening night. That doesn't make any sense. I'm starting over. <laughs> Here we go. One, two, three. Yo, what is up, everybody? It's Taco Tuesday coming after you from opening night as the Lakers lose once again. On opening night, one twenty-one, one fourteen. Alex Padilla at Alex alexpadilla eighty-six. Alex Regla at alex m regla. How you doing tonight, man?
1: I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to recording after games anymore, and that game uh, was exhausting in a lot of ways. But I'm all right. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good, considering the fact that the Lakers once again lost opening night. Um, for those of you listening that don't know this, uh, LeBron James zero and four. On opening night with the lakers and believe it or not the lakers now three and eight in their last 11 opening night games opening night's not kind to the lakers
1: when's the last time they won i can't remember the last time they won
0: that's a great question that i could figure out for you really fast i want to say don't was... tell me it was
1: like last year or Something i already forgot or
0: no, no, no. i just, they, okay they have never won opening night with lebron
1: Wow, that's surprising. Okay.
0: Yeah, their last opening night victory was the 2016-2017 wow. season, and that is when Jordan Clarkson led the way as the Lakers beat the Rockets 120 to 114. Wow. Okay. Jordan Clarkson scored uh 20 off 25 off the bench, D'Angelo Russell 20. Julius Randle, eighteen. That was the last time the Lakers won an opening night. So nothing new here. And you know, I'm going to blame us for the jinx because I believe either we've done all four of LeBron's opening night games, or we we've definitely done the last three. I,
1: I was going to say, and overall, like our win loss record after after games is not good. Like <laughs> it's right. usually losses when we record.
0: Yeah, I I don't know our specific record, but let's let's, let's keep, keep track let's of keep track. it. We'll, we'll, I, yeah, we'll I track have a it. note app here. Okay. Oh and one. Okay. Oh and one. <laughs> uh that is that is unfortunate for us. But all right, let's get into it, man. Let's not waste anybody's time. It's late, and I'm sure nobody wants to dwell on a loss. But mm-hmm. I would say for me, and then we can I'll ask you the same question. For me, story of the game from the Lakers side. Russell Westbrook, awful. Awful debut for the Lakers. And listen, this is my first time, and I admitted it before, watching the Lakers this year. Lakers with Russell Westbrook on the court for 33 minutes, minus 28. Lakers without Russell Westbrook on the court in 13 minutes, plus 16. Russell Westbrook finished tonight night with 4 of 13 shooting, 8 points five rebounds four assists four turnovers minus 23 that is the story of the game for me because that was the question coming in to the season is how is russ going to fit in with ad and lebron and after game one terribly
1: yeah it was not it was not a good debut obviously um you know what the crazy stat is to me that he played 35 minutes like it it didn't feel like he played a lot tonight and, and maybe that just is because it, he didn't impact the game um enough uh 35 minutes is a lot a lot of minutes for him to kind of just not have his like fingerprints over the game like we we know he's not the most efficient scorer like i hope blaker fans are aware of this going into the year he's not going to be leading the league in effective field goal percentage or true shooting percentage uh He's probably not even going to be average in those regards. But what he does do is he kind of impacts the games in other in other ways, right? Rebounding, passing, um, playing with pace, that type of stuff. But that, yeah, that that really wasn't felt tonight, which is unfortunate mm-hmm. because the other two guys really uh, stepped up.
0: Yeah, LeBron and Anthony Davis combined for 67 points. LeBron 34, AD 33. Another inexcusable, cannot happen going forward type of thing. The Lakers got outscored by 12 points in the paint, 46-34. To a team that Mm -hmm. is not known as a point paint scoring team. Uh, That cannot happen going forward. And that, to me, is a lot on Russell Westbrook. That a lot to me is where you're playing Anthony Davis. Um, But yes, that is inexcusable for the Lakers any game this season they should be either not getting outscored by 12 that's for sure
1: it, it, it's it was kind of like not I wouldn't say it was fool's gold early on their like success they're having from the mid-range because really like in terms of LeBron and AD they, they didn't cool off for the entire game for on their jumpers at least so um, but that did get them in this kind of rhythm of of not attacking the rim of kind of settling for these jump shots and and unfortunately they didn't make them it's just you were not making it easy on yourself and golden state really in that fourth quarter specifically they were just getting a ton of layups and and they felt like the bigger team even though the Lakers obviously are, are a lot bigger they started two bigs tonight um they had uh, dwight play tonight so they really had no reason to, to lose that that points in the paint battle. That should be something they win every single night. Um but yeah, so they were lucky that their jump shooting was at least solid tonight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think that was the big story in terms of them not using their, their height advantage in other ways. Um
0: the Lakers will lose a lot of games if they're gonna shoot forty seven percent from free throw, which they did today. Nine yeah, of nineteen. That's rough. I mean, that's the game right there. You you make you know, you make a couple more of those. And you got yourself a more competitive ball game, but they went 9 of 19, whereas opposed to the Warriors, who are a great free-throw shooting team because of Steph, uh, they went 25 of 30.
1: So, I mean, like, besides LeBron and AD, like, why do you think they weren't attacking the rim as much? Just like, for, as someone who watched it, was it because they got into that early rhythm? Was it because I saw a lot of people, and something I kind of noticed as well, was it because the paint was just a lot more crowded with the spacing like why do you think there wasn't as many attempts at the rim
0: because they got a roster to shoot around russ lebron and ad
1: but you would still think like those three guys are three of the best like ever to mm-hmm. to get to the rim like but they weren't really getting to the rim either like i didn't i didn't i'd look at the shot charts and stuff like that but um yeah it just felt like there was a lot of jump shots tonight and that just kind of falls into the the warrior's hands
0: yeah, I feel like it's gonna take. Listen, I'm I'm not gonna overreact to the loss. I know a lot of people are gonna flip out. It's opening night. It was okay. a it was a nationally televised game on TNT, and I get I get it. You know, Laker fans freak out about it. I'm not freaking out after one game. No. Nah. I mean, listen, like I just said, LeBron hasn't won an opening night game in his entire four year career with the Lakers, so I'm not freaking out at all. Uh, what I am. Concern about, which was, I think, a valid concern, is how long is it going to take Russell Westbrook to adjust to playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis? And I think that's a valid question if you ask it. Um, I think the assumption would be that it will take some time. I did see some Oklahoma Thunder uh, beat writers uh-huh. already tweeting out that, hey, uh, no, Russell Westbrook is a notoriously slow starter. Um, that could be the case. We'll see. I do think it'll. it's an adjustment period for everybody. This is a whole new roster, man. I mean, this is literally... An entirely without THT, uh A D and LeBron, like that's it. Everybody else was brand new.
1: <laughs> I mean, Avery Bradley was just signed yesterday and he was in the closing lineup tonight. So that I think that yeah. just speaks volumes that was to a your hail
0: point. Hail Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean
1: it almost works. Like he at least hit a <laughs> couple threes, threes there. Yeah. Um but yeah, I the other big story for me, uh was how much the injuries kind of impacted the rotation. I, I didn't expect to see that much Rondo, honestly, even I with did. the injuries. Um
0: like, I did, and you guys gotta start getting used to it, man. Yeah, we can't have this conversation. Right. We can't have this conversation all year long. Just get used to it. He's gonna play twenty minutes a game, if not more. Like Laker fans, get used to it. Frank Vogel loves Rondo. Like we're not gonna go another year saying why is he playing so much? Like it's because the head coach loves Rondo. Let's just get used to it.
1: I, I mean none none who I everybody assume this would be the backup point guard was injured. Um,
0: he outplayed I, Monk as far as minutes uh, go.
1: Oh yeah, I mean again, Rondo almost had twenty minutes tonight, which is uh, that's a lot of minutes. And it wasn't even that he played like even if he didn't play well or or he did play well, it doesn't really matter. It was like the lineups he was in. Like if you're gonna play Rondo, don't play him next to Monk. Carmelo and Westbrook Westbrook like that's just really
0: Ooh, yes I wrote that lineup down Alex you're more analytical as far as lineups and rotations go than I am but I did write that down um <laughs> I yeah that... I saw
1: that lineup out there I'm like what is going on with this so it group was,
0: it was AD Mellow, Monk Russ and Rondo no.
1: yeah that's not gonna work that can't work Um,
0: I mean, Russ and Rondo should never be on the court together. That's what
1: I was saying. Like, that's why when I said I I was surprised Rondo played so much. It was because I thought the whole point of getting Westbrook, one of the biggest benefits was when LeBron's on the bench, that's when Westbrook can kind of run the offense. Mm -hmm. But uh, Vogel did this thing when he he staggered. So, like, he almost took LeBron and Westbrook out at the same time versus, like, keeping one in and then bringing the other one in and then bringing both back. It was just really weird. Like where Rondo and, and Russ and LeBron would be out there at the same time. You kind of defeat the purpose of like splitting those guys up because that's when it gets clunky.
0: That's such a good point, man, because that you're talking about being a volume shooter, like which Russ is, um, he's not that effective. So those are the moments where you could just let him run wild and do his thing. You're absolutely right. So made no sense. Um, I, you you were also bringing up another point that none didn't play today. His ankle injury uh, prevented him from being in the lineup today. That'll change a couple things. You're assuming. Although, I would hope, yeah. You, although you know, I I know that they're missing Tht. They're missing none. So when I'm saying, hey, let's stop worrying about how much Rondo is going to play. He's just going to play. Like I could be proven wrong if once those two guys are fully healthy and come back. Um, I think a lot of Laker fans would like that. You know, uh, regular season Rondo is not playoff Rondo.
1: No, and and, and just like to that point, I think that's why DeAndre Jordan, even like he, we talked about this. Like I don't know if it was last pod or the pod before, but those injuries has like a trickle down effect on the rotation, where that means they go big versus going small. Like maybe was the plan all along, but because you don't have a lot of guards or wings anymore, you almost have to go big, and and that kind of messes up the spacing, and that kind of messes up the bench units and. All of it kind of has a trickle-down effect. Once you're you're out, Tht Ariza, two guys who were projected to maybe be starters, and then you lose your backup point guard. Uh, I I mean, some of these lineups, I guess Vogel had to play, even though I think right. like the combinations could have been better. But um, yeah, like uh, those lineups out there, I, I'm not shocked that they they lost with those guys out there.
0: Yeah, the I don't know what that specific that five lineup. Like what their I, plus minus was. I don't was. think that
1: lineup can could play regardless of who's hurt, who's yeah. not hurt. Like Especially if anything, the
0: options, you know.
1: Yeah, use Austin Reeves. Use Bradley. Just mix it up a bit. That 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 group as constructed can't play more than 5-10 minutes. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose the the game that way.
0: Um. We can talk about positives, but I prefer to stick with negatives today because that's what happened. <laughs> um, defensively, well, there are
1: positives though. There
0: but, are positives, but I mean, what listen, else did you I notice? The, that was a negative. I think negative. the Lakers. I think the well, well, negatively is defensively, and yeah. I know that the Warriors like they just don't stop moving. I get it. Like they are a team that moves the ball individually. They move without the ball. I know that that's what the Warriors do. When you have Steph Curry, who had an off night, even though he had a triple double, he had an off night shooting. Um, when you have him, he's constantly moving. Um, I think defensively you really saw where they missed Trevor Ariza, where they miss Wayne Ellington. Uh, I thought Baysmore did a great job, a really fantastic job on stuff yeah. individually, mm-hmm. but I mean, Jordan Poole, um, uh, be, be just uh, absolutely <laughs>
1: just carved Lakers up in the fourth yeah. quarter.
0: Yeah. And I don't know how they fix that. If they fix that, I know that there's people that work at silver screen and roll that, that, that don't think that's a fixable thing with this current roster um i even texted a friend i was like listen man they're gonna be in a lot of 120 point games this year i really yeah. genuinely believe that. i think that they're gonna have to outscore teams because i don't know how easily they're gonna be able to stop teams
1: yeah i mean it's a I I thought for i thought for like the most of the game the defense wasn't bad i thought especially on curry like they had a very specific game plan just you know, obviously contest everything, contain him, but also just get the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. But when that happens, uh, it's usually two to the ball. So you get like a big and a guard trapping Curry. But when that happens, he kind of throws into the middle of the paint, like that's in the middle of the paint, but like he hits a guy like Bielitsa or green who slips middle. And then you have a numbers advantage. You have like a four on three era. So, then the Lakers, if your rotations aren't sharp, there's going to be an open shooter. So that's what happened in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I thought the rotations just broke down and stuff like that. But yeah, I, overall, the defense wasn't great. But I thought the second half, they, they just slipped. I thought the first half, they were better there.
0: Yeah, I mean, they gave up 38 points in the fourth quarter. Um yeah. I think that along with points in the paint, that was disappointing to see. Getting out-rebounded by the Warriors, also never good. Uh, Steph Curry's only had eight triple-doubles in his career. He's not a rebounding machine like Russell Westbrook is, and yet Steph Curry finished the game with 10 rebounds today. Um, I think Frank Vogel's really going to have to work his his defensive magic on DeAndre Jordan. Um, I don't know if it's a physical thing, but it's definitely an effort thing for me, at least tonight. Uh, I feel like the effort wasn't necessarily there on the defensive mm-hmm. end, and the offensive glass just was. I know he didn't play too much; he only played uh, 13 minutes today, but it just didn't. I didn't see like the effort being there from DeAndre Jordan, whereas like Dwight came in and just provided that spark that I expect from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also fouled really fast, which is why I told you like you you can't start Dwight; he just fouls too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Vogel is going to have to really start pounding DeAndre Jordan on the defensive end.
1: Yeah, I, I thought DeAndre was was rough tonight. Just again, I he was invisible. Like if you look at his box score, literally he took one shot and it was the opening tip of the game, and he was not engaged after that. He was not involved in the offense. There wasn't any other lob attempts or anything like that. So I, I think you were like spot on. Like as you mentioned that, like I remember there's a lot of plays where his man got the rebound around him just because he didn't move um career guard kind of got into the paint and he didn't even like try to contest just like just wasn't active and uh, if you're not active and you're also hurting the spacing of the half court because you're not a shooter and you're just taking up space and that's two two big negatives so not not a, not the best game for for dji there's a debut
0: yeah um how about positives? And is there any more negatives that you want to hit on real quick? So, um,
1: I, the, I would say the last <laughs> negative, um, as I'm look, looking over the box score now, is just the lack of balance in terms of scoring. Like, like we mentioned, injuries play a part of that. Like Nunn and THT mm-hmm. were expected to be kind of your, your other kind of big scorers. Um, obviously, Westbrook had a down game. Uh, but the Lakers only had two guys in double digits and in, both scored over 30. So they, LeBron and AD just did had to do everything tonight. Right. So compare that to the Warriors who had, I think, like six, one, two, three, four, five, six guys in double digits. So that that softens the blow when one of your stars' struggles like Curry did. Yeah. So they need better balance.
0: I know it's game one. And I know it's Carmelo's first time playing as a Laker in front of Staples, which I had no idea how much Laker fans loved Carmelo Anthony until his ovation. Like, my God, like... That was a huge ovation for Melo when he checked in. Uh, but the offense should never run through Carmelo Anthony. No. Never. Um, if you're isolating Carmelo Anthony, uh, get rid of that lineup. That's not what you're trying to do here. Like, you didn't bring him to be an ISO player and create his own shot.
1: Like, I don't mind it if he has, like, a small on him and he can, like, just post him up and, like, overpower him. But he didn't, that wasn't really the case in this game. And a lot of his shots, I, I think he took, like, seven shots – in the first nine minutes, he was out there, I, I yeah, tracked. So, uh, and a lot of them, again, to your point, they were off the dribble. They were contested. Like I, The ideal role for Carmelo is kind of what he did in Portland last year, where he was more of a catch-and-shoot threat, a spacer, which is exactly those, what those lineups need. They need spacing. And Carmelo, even if he's not the greatest defender, can at least space the floor. But if you run the offense through him, you're not getting his spacing because the defense could just load up on him. So, yeah, I again the utilization of him wasn't wasn't great.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, Monk playing more would be nice, but I don't know if that was a minutes restriction because of his and injury. And Monk's
1: defense wasn't good today either.
0: Yeah. Yeah. pre See what I mean? Like preseason is not regular season. So people like he had a great preseason everybody started freaking out and then you know you get into the regular it's just not the same so I don't tune in like this for me was my first experience and I'm glad it was cuz I'm sure it wasn't I'm sure what you saw in preseason was nothing like what you saw today
1: No I mean there's like some elements like oh yeah that carried over like that's something to keep track of but yeah like the effort level is completely different Right
0: Uh positives tonight LeBron James looks like he's about 28 years old
1: I, I'll say this, like the I, I know this step was there. I, I'll say, like I know everybody's probably gonna be down after this game because uh, the Lakers, I f- still feel they didn't play great, but no. I, it almost feels like they gave this gave this game away. I thought they, they
0: did. Were,
1: they really <laughs> were they should there's so many times. I'm like, how is this only a two point game? It feels like the Lakers are up by like twelve or fourteen. And maybe that's some of the Lakers' fault so that they that could be uh, addressed and stuff. but, yeah, if anything else, if like nothing else, LeBron and AD looking as good as they did today feels like a big win in terms of how where they are. So I, I think those that was a huge positive.
0: Um, Anthony Davis looked really great, and I yeah. Dan Wojcik made the joke early on. Uh, Anthony Davis has six points and four fall downs.
1: I think I, uh, Tim <laughs> Kranges McBasketball. He I think he tracked it. He fell down ten times today.
0: 10 times. Is that, see how, so I need to follow this person, uh, because that needs to be an official part of the yeah, box score for tracking the Lakers. It over there. Yeah, I think those were obviously the positives. Uh, Kent Bazemore's defense, LeBron James, like uh, he just looked super into the game tonight. He mm-hmm. played very well. LeBron was amazing uh, tonight. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Davis just dominated in certain portions of the game. Some certain portions, you know, he kind of took a step back, which he tends to do. Um, I think I would like, um, a uh, little. I. I is Vogel still on like let's have AD shoot more threes? Are you? Where are you on that?
1: I. I no. I. I think. I. I, I don't think that's a really. He. I don't think that's a thing anymore. He did shoot five of them, which right. is Doesn't, more than more than usual. Right. Um. But I don't know how much of that was also just that early rhythm because like he really did come out really strong and he made a lot of his mid range jumpers and usually if you do do that well you can extend your range but again. He went two two for seven at the free throw line. So, God, the um, free throws,
0: man! I just saw a tweet that Le- Dwight and De- DeAndre Jordan are running drills and shooting free throws right now at Staples.
1: And they didn't. DeAndre didn't even shoot a free throw tonight. And then Dwight, Dwight was three or four. He should be having the other guy shoot free throws, not him. But yeah, um, I mean, they only played yeah.
0: thirteen minutes each. That's probably they're trying to get their cardio in for the day.
1: Yeah, LeBron and AD were five for what is that? Five for thirteen LeBron combined. And-
0: yeah, I listen, I know LeBron's not a great free-throw shooter. Anthony Davis going um, two of seven is very uncharacteristic of him.
1: Yeah, so a lot of – at least those things are a little more correctable, you would hope. Um, what, what about any other positives? Mm, maybe if it was an individual – Avery Bradley? That I, I, was a nice surprise. I was going to say Bradley as well, yeah. What I do you think? I think that was
0: a very nice surprise um, that they even got him, to be honest with you. I don't <laughs> think it was a need. Uh, necessarily i think they have a few avery bradley's on their team already um but you know I, always nice to see a familiar face
1: I, I, I was surprised how well i mean he was only really out there for like eight minutes and some of that the game was already almost decided towards the end there but um made two big threes like that, i mean that like goes, i said it was
0: a uh, frank vogel hail mary on defense he just yeah, needed someone to stop
1: he did okay like jordan pool I, I forget how small bradley still is like i he got bullied a bit like on the switches and stuff but he does battle um yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he kind of earned like a rotation spot while these guys are injured going mm-hmm. forward like
0: another positive was also how they were able to defend steph curry today And i know historically which i found fascinating someone put it on our uh group slack earlier today was that steph shoots 31 percent of threes versus the lakers in his career which i found very fascinating uh today two of eight
1: yeah the Plan, like the plan worked in terms of getting the ball like don't let Steph beat you. Like mm-hmm. let make everyone else beat you, and then they did, unfortunately, at the end there,
0: but yeah, um, beat you. Jordan uh, Poole Poole, beat I thought you. Jordan
1: Poole was big there in that fourth <laughs> yeah. quarter. Um yeah, I thought I thought Basemore individually did a really, really good job. I thought they trapped him well, they contested well, but then I I think good adjustments by Steve Kerr and the staff to to kinda have guys moving without the ball when when he gets trapped and then rotate and stuff like that to, to beat that those numbers advantages so individually i think frank vogel that's one of his strengths in terms of containing star guards like he did it against westbrook he did it against Lillard, against curry uh this is one of his strengths
0: um yeah i mean you can wouldn't you... When you look at today's game, you can like point to numerous reasons of why the Lakers lost, but that free throw number just is glaring to me today. That has to improve. You cannot go forty seven percent from three, from I me, mean from free throws. You can't do that. No, I, I mean, mean that's
1: that's you're leaving ten points on the on the on the sheet just there alone, and, right. and um, if this is Russell
0: yeah. Westbrook's worst game of the season, great, we got it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Because he, yeah, that was bad.
1: He he looked more. I would say this, I know you mentioned the preseason earlier. Today it felt like he took a little bit of a step back. I, I thought the last game um against Sacramento was his most aggressive game in terms of like finding ways to get him the ball downhill, stuff like that. Today it just felt like he was a little lost out there. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just because the defense actually tried today versus a preseason game or not, but um yeah, he did a look he, he did look more passive and his shot selection wasn't great in that fourth quarter he was pressing he just kind of at one at one point he just like drove into a guy and like <laughs> ran him over I, I think out of frustration so yeah you, you could tell he was a bit frustrated with his own game today
0: yeah and i will say it was also game one for the refs i'll just throw that out there there were some weird calls today very yeah, some weird weird calls. Stuff both today. ways both yeah. ways very weird calls alex uh the lakers start oh and one uh, like I said, they are three and eight in their last eleven opening night games. The opening night is not their favorite night. They are zero and four opening night with LeBron James on the team. Um, we've seen this before. The Lakers have then gone on runs. Uh, you know, we, we we. I think me and you have even discussed it. Like it's going to take time for AD and LeBron to mesh. And then what do they do? They mesh. And they start the season seven and one, and then actually even go. I think that year they went twenty four and three. That sound right? Yeah, yeah, They
1: started slow, then they they went on a little. They run lost there. game
0: one, and I think they went. I'm looking it up, looking it up, looking it up. Yep, 2019, 2020, the championship season. Lakers lost opening night to the Clippers, 112 102 two, and then they start the season twenty four and three and you know so you really never know you just never know it's one game i really genuinely hope laker fans are like chilling out a little bit like hey it's it's cool last year they lost opening night and then they went 6 and 2 so and then they went all the way to i'm looking let's see what they did last year 22 and 10 is that okay for everybody i mean <laughs> 22 and 22 and 7 and then they lost four in a row last year so it's just one game that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's just one game. Everybody chill. There's a lot more questions that are come up. I think the first couple games of the season. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah. Again, I, I, it just I think this one sucked because it felt like they had this one, even though everything was weird tonight. But yeah,
0: yeah they had a ten point I, lead.
1: Yeah. Ultimately, just one game. Those first games are always kind of the weirdest in terms of uh, just everybody trying to find their footing and stuff. Again, on the bright side, no one got injured. Um, That's always a big plus with this team when you can just stay healthy. LeBron AD looked very good, which is a very good sign uh, going forward. So, yeah, on to the next one, which won't be that much easier.
0: Here we go. Friday, October 22nd on ESPN at 7 o'clock versus the Phoenix Suns, the defending Western Conference champs Sunday. uh, Also at home against the memphis grizzlies that is a 6 30 p.m game and then they hit the road for two uh, of the first of a back-to-back it will be tuesday october 26th against the san antonio spurs but alex we just found out that we won't be doing that game so what we like to do here on taco tuesday if you've never heard this show before by the way alex padilla that's me at alex padilla 86 at alex m Regla, that is alex he's also a writer for SilverScreenRoll.com, so check him out subscribe there um if you've never heard this podcast before this is taco tuesday we do come to you guys on tuesdays but during the season you know we have to switch stuff here and around um so we'll be on on monday next week alex and what we like to do at least me and you mm-hmm. we like to predict what we think is going to happen until the next time we come on next week so the lakers will play twice they'll play the suns and the grizzlies at home until the next time we jo- we join everybody on monday so what do you think
1: I, I think they're gonna win both. Um, I like it. I I definitely think they're gonna maybe even have a more of a like I thought their effort level was mostly okay today uh, tonight, but it just fell apart towards the end. Um, I think playing against Phoenix should should spark them a bit, hopefully. And given everything that happened in the playoffs, and I, I think Memphis is a young team. I think the Lakers can maybe handle them, especially at home, but. Um, yeah I think they're gonna win these next two what about you
0: I'm gonna say one and one okay. I think the Suns are a very very similar team to the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. so they run across the same problems um, I think Russell Westbrook is gonna come out way more aggressive I will say I, I think it's a it's a high turnover game for Russell Westbrook on Friday He's gonna I, I come think, out very aggressive
1: I think you're right especially like similar to the Warriors in the sense that they have a lot of familiar pieces right like they're not really working things out like the Lakers are where the first like handful of games this year are going to be kind of sloppy for the Lakers because they're still trying to figure out how to play with each other. Where a -hmm. team like the Warriors, even if they do have new pieces, that system has been in place for years and Phoenix literally, it's like almost the exact same team as last season. So I think a lot of teams in the
0: West, a lot of teams in the West are not going to deal with such. They're not dealing as the top teams with the roster turnover, like the Lakers are. So they're already kind of used to each other, um, so I think that's an incredible positive for the Western Conference teams. Uh, here's Frank Vogel before we leave you guys tonight on Russell Westbrook just now in his post-game press conference. Uh, this is from Harrison Fagan. We want him to be aggressive. That part's easy. He'll stay aggressive. He just needs time. He just needs minutes on the floor with these guys. We didn't get a lot of it in the preseason because we've got a veteran team, and he just needs time. The more we're on the floor together, the more we're watching film together the next day. He'll just get more and more comfortable. So I will leave you guys, Laker fans, with that positive because I agree with that. Alex, do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, hopefully that. I mean, no. if it doesn't get better there in show, but yeah,
0: I, I can't be the positive guy on the show. You got to be the positive guy on the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. I think it'll get better like uh, like as you mentioned earlier a lot of people who've covered Westbrook in the past have said like historically he's been a slow starter so if other people who've covered him for longer than we have have said the same thing then yeah I, I would I would be cautiously optimistic when it comes to him.
0: We are going to wrap it up there. Uh, everybody go to silverscreen for all of your Laker news and subscribe to this podcast network where there is a new podcast every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day. There is a new podcast, especially if there's a game on. So subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google podcasts, and anywhere that there's podcasts. We are there. Uh, just search for silver screen and roll uh alex this has been fun uh this is going to be a long and fun season hopefully <laughs> and and you know as long as the Slaker team is healthy they will be good and we will get through it all together every tuesday me and you man
1: looking forward to it man
0: uh at alex m Regla is his twitter at alex Padilla 86 is mine and we will talk to everybody next week thanks alex
1: thank you